0: The older brother, is super dope though. I like him.
1: <clears throat> yeah, he is.
0: I would have never thought that that would be your brother. Like he doesn't.
1: Mm. All of us are actually all the way different.
0: Yeah, like he's super like black power. My sister, like, <laughs> you are not like that at uh, all. I am. Not like that. Oh, not like yeah, the way yeah. he was talking about. Like I was, I was interested in finding more information out. Like from Africa and stuff like that and he was like you probably not even from Africa my sister. and I'm like what <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then he started telling us how uh, you know he'd done a lot of research and like most of our people were from here they were you know the original people of this land mm-hmm. and how that that slavery is not how we initially got here like our yeah, I,
1: didn't hear, I didn't hear so many stories listening to
0: this really I was like and then he was like you need to go on this website and he gave me like a website to go on for
1: real though he uh he got land down in Mississippi and uh, he homeschooled his daughters to where they graduated college at 16.
0: Wow. So it's
1: like uh, the proof is in the pudding if you look at his kids and stuff. And even how he lived he uh, got land with timber on it and it's like uh acre or so out into the river and uh, it's, it's nice.
0: Wow. I went out
1: there, I don't think I took a shower for like a week. Why? I just was in the woods. Oh yeah. I was in the woods just really in the woods and I slept on there. We got this back porch thing that's all glass, so it seemed like you're sleeping under the moon, but it, you know. But you're covered. Yeah, yeah, it's like a greenhouse connected to the house. So. Oh, that's dumb. My uh, room I was sleeping in was was that room because I just I dig the sun and I'm like,
0: oh, that's the sun. I'm in the house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm in the house. I can see the sun. <laughs> I can see the sun. It,
1: it ain't spec. It ain't like glamorous like I'm making it sound, but it's his and uh, shit. They own it, and uh, it, it, you really feel dumb having a condo here and seeing how they living with the same, you know what i Amount
0: of money, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably
1: less. Yeah. So you talking looking at them and timber that's worth $60,000? All kind of shit.
0: Yeah, we actually are thinking about moving to Atlanta when the girls graduate from high school. Mm-hmm. We have another year and a half. And yeah, you start
1: getting your money's worth and stuff because uh, yeah. life is too short out here.
0: And but, it's just so much more beauty in owning land and being able to do things with that land and, mm-hmm. you know, experiment and have fun. And like you said, be in the woods and explore nature. And, like, that is so beautiful. City life, I think I'm over that.
1: I'm so over. I'm so, I'm over, so over city life. I hate like, it. I like, I really can't stand it.
0: It's so draining.
1: It is. Yeah. It is. The rules are way more relaxed. And uh, it's just, Mississippi for me is definitely in my heart. Like, my granddaddy got land in Mississippi too. But, uh yeah, I go to Mississippi once every couple of years and just be out there.
0: Yeah, my city, my, city life, uh, my city life, my city life attitude'll never land me in the south, but Atlanta is f- the furthest south I can. <laughs> That's <laughs> the, le- the, the most the, south I can do. <laughs> when you from the city though, they
1: they be like treating you like you royalty out there though. Really? Like, where you
0: from? Oh, okay. I got cousins out there.
1: No, so, it, it, yeah, when I was out there, they was going crazy. I was from Chicago.
0: Wow. We
1: had a, went to a party on a little trailer that looked like it was going to fall over. Mm-hmm. But we was on that board drinking. Uh, it turned you, up. When the you trailer. get a bottle, when you say, let me get a Hennessy and Coke, they bring you a bottle of Hennessy and a Coke. You know what I mean? A whole With bottle that, of A the the whole bottle. The, you know, the little bottle. But not okay. the little, little bottle, but like the...
0: Medium size yeah, yeah yeah. I was
1: like damn He's like hey boy how we get down in the south right here I'll drink two of them boys I was like not me
0: <laughs> Two Fifths You but talking me the fifth
1: The uh, the little Whatever the medium bottle is well, half, I think it was like a fifth A pint A half pint Maybe a pint I don't know if pint fifth I don't know But I know it was uh, Definitely more than two shots <laughs> But it was like $15 <laughs> oh It was amazing my God. That's
0: funny
1: Are we already going?
0: Uh Sometimes There's just nothing Left to say Sometimes Kelly will say I want to thank our sponsors, She Funny, a platform created to encourage funny women of color to be empowered in their funny by offering various resources and online visibility. And also our friends here at Cards Against Humanity for their hospitality and donated studio space. I appreciate you both. Hey, 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 what up, y'all? It's your girl, Kelly Howard, and I'm here on Kelly Talks. Uh, that voice you've been hearing is my guest for today. Me and this dude right here go way back like... Uh, I don't know, like LeBron's hairline. Like oh, we are oh, way. I, I was
1: about to say like the Taco Spot in Harvey, downtown Harvey.
0: That too, that too. Taco <laughs> Spot, the drive-in uh, liquor store in yeah. Harvey. <laughs> uh, this here is the amazing Michi Hall. You guys may know him all over the world. No, as y- a re- y'all might
1: not know me uh, as a known. <laughs> I'm building my own little my little movement now, but yeah, I've definitely tried to stay out of fame.
0: Yeah, he's a. That's been your purpose. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm intentionally staying away from fame right now.
0: Really? Well, this guy is Michi Hall. If you would like to look him up, uh, so I can finish at least saying his full and last name,
1: Michi Hall, the um, Joe Custer, <laughs> Joe Custler Comedy Company. Uh, you can find, you can Google Joe Custer, and all my stuff will pop up.
0: You said you're trying to stay out of fame. Why is that?
1: Well, uh, fame without the business is is pointless. It puts you in a place where you have, they can take advantage of you. So for me, I wanted to build my business up first and build my direction up first. Before the fame, fame. Before the fame, Gotcha. Yeah. So then uh, <clears throat> when, well, how things are nowadays, it, it don't take much to be rich. Like uh, Sharif, what's the name from the Love of Hip Hop show? Popularity, you put out a product, you got a million followers, you sell 20,000, 30,000 units. So it don't take much, but when you introduce yourself to fame, if you're ready, you can start making money the first day off of a lot of streams, uh, revenue streams. So for me, I, I, at first it was like, I got on TV in three months. I was doing all this stuff, but I wasn't even doing comedy for real. I just was happy to get free drinks. You know what I mean? And I knew I was good, but it wasn't like uh, and I made it go. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> when I saw people that was famous but was poor, it really like it got to be way more harder to be famous and poor because you can't walk in the job and be like yeah, hire me. Oh, you do? Oh man. Oh, you work here, huh?
0: Right now you you trying to apply for regular people jobs. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You famous as hell. You driving Uber. Right, right, and then people clown you over. You know, yeah. so it was like uh, uh and the
0: emotional stress behind that is probably hard to get over.
1: Very, very hard to get over. Like uh, I want to work some uh, well, I don't want to work with jobs anymore, no but I've worked jobs, and uh, a job taking you seriously is like, in your passion is just it's almost impossible. Mm-hmm. So, um, like I said, when I was in LA, I saw a bunch of famous people that was poor. And I just said I'd rather be business savvy and then when the fame come, get a little bit of following. And then from there, build up, you know what I'm saying? Get my little customers, keep giving them good products. Boom, boom, boom. But that's just my little plan. Yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of close. Now, when did
0: that plan come about? When like, I first at, started. At
1: what? When I first started. When you first started? I, I had my team. The last lab troop thing, was it was supposed to be. It worked out great. <laughs> that was
0: a great love foursome. It was an interesting it, team for it a very worked out long great.
1: time. One of the people supposed to get famous, and we supposed to tour off of that, and that's how we supposed to build, introduce everybody else to the industry. But it didn't work out like that, so we had to recalibrate. But that was because one of y'all, from y'all from did
0: get beginning. famous <laughs> as fuck. It <laughs> yes. was like I'm out.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what happened. It, it was a literal <laughs> I'm out speech. People, don't, it was a literal. Was it, it was a a I'm out speech? I'm out speech. Yeah. Was it? It really was.
0: Oh, my! like, yeah. y'all, look, we've no, been we, doing this thing. We was all in the car chilling <laughs> one
1: day. And I don't know what happened. I don't even know oh, what triggered God. the whole argument. But it was like, oh, I, I, I use y'all for a stepping stone. I don't need this. I don't need y'all. And and then everybody's in the car like, what, where did that even come from? We, you know what I'm saying? We are a team. We are a team, yeah. So That's interesting. Yeah, it was. It was. But that happened, and uh, you know the rest. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. I was shocked on that, though, because it's unnecessary.
0: I feel like. Do you feel like it? It it uh, kind of hurt y'all spirits, though. You and because I feel definitely. like I feel like it definitely hit Wildcat a little definitely.
1: bit. Definitely, I've never seen Wildcat Wy- that angry at some things. You know what I'm saying? Because he usually try to remove himself.
0: Yeah, but we all that, deal with it differently. Yeah. I think
1: for me, uh, I'm very optimistic. I'm always like, well, it's nothing but the phone call away. But at the same time, you got to keep your attitude positive because if you do get that call, you don't want to be. In a bad spirit, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like um, uh, you'll never go with nobody and they ain't trying to do their thing and you mad at them for some old five, ten year old stuff, you know? Yeah. We are coworkers, you know what I'm saying? We're not really blood brothers or family or nothing. So nobody owe me nothing. So yeah. for me, I'm happy I get to see the process and know the talent level and what it takes. And it's nothing but me doing it on my own, at my own time, you know?
0: Honestly, this... Everything is so funny. Me and Mike be watching movies. Even recently, we watched a lot of movies and seen people that are in stuff now that mm. are like a, in a lot of stuff, and we see them all the time. We see them in this random ass movie from way back when, and it's so interesting Stand to in see. Standing in the background,
1: looking at stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. They're, they're oh man, who
1: took the chicken?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're little one, one line, line. little one line. But we see them, and they've developed into these amazing artists now. And I really think that with any industry. It's really just about consistency. If you just keep doing it, eventually something is going to click for you and it's going to be what you want. Because right now we we know what art we want. We understand it. But at the same time, we are still trying to figure it out. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? We don't really know what... Like me, I know I want to be a comedian. I want to be funny. I want to be able to perform. But I have so much dark history that I want to be able to infuse that in my performances. And I don't want to feel like I just have to do comedy. So that's still a gray area for me. You know? It's but, not really defined. Well,
1: for, for me, My for my own self, I have... If you noticed, my last little year has been all about creating productions to mm-hmm. create that platform. Yeah. So the podcast, the just like your own podcast, I, I actually love the idea of the podcast. When I I did do some reading <laughs> before I came. I was like, okay, that's dope. But these little the things like this where, where your personality is what you're selling, it's like the only way to go. If you make if you get rich or you don't get rich, it's about, you know, fires like Picasso's and people like that who did art and didn't get the respect they got in their life, but people went back and like, oh. They was dope. That's pretty much wh- how I feel or look at myself. Like it's really not about you are the, the product. Yeah, I'm not yeah. looking at. I'm not looking to be famous. I'm just looking to have good product. I'm looking to have good jokes. I'm looking at if, if in in 20 years, uh, can they still play it on the radio station like they do Richard Pryor or whatever? Yeah. So I don't. I don't really think about uh, the fame part at all. Really, I actually yeah. hate the fame part. You know. And
0: nowadays, it seems like the fame part has gotten out of control. It's like it's not even about like oh you're great and you did something great and a a lot of people appreciate you for that art form it's just like oh enough people like you well I think I should like you too you know what I'm saying and then you just gravitate towards this this individual and make them famous via popularity and I see I mean I don't have anything against you know these insta famous people and these insta famous comedians and these people that's doing it that way right Mm. they figured out a new format a new formula and that's great you know but at the same time it's almost an instantaneous thing to a point where now you have to develop it's in good. the public eye Yeah, you know what I'm saying you're developing it so when they <clears> fuck <throat> up or something goes wrong or they making poor decisions it's all in the, in the public, public eye now you know
1: I, I don't believe in uh the, the the new way I mean we say the new way but Chris Rock still selling tickets the same way he been selling tickets at a real high level and it's like uh, no matter what when people buy a comedy show ticket and they gotta sit there for an hour and a half there's no other way around it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You could be the most famous person in the world, but if I didn't pay $100, you know what I mean? Like a $20 ticket and a $100 ticket are two different things. A lot of these instant famous people, yeah, right now they popular, but uh, working with promoters and me promoting shows, doing it myself, that phase kind of coming, kind of burning out, honestly. That's why you yeah. see a lot of the old school dudes coming back strong because uh, we tried it, the shows was whack, <laughs> we lost a lot of money, you know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, there's no way around being great when it comes to stand up.
0: I think it's two parts to that though. I think that you have um you have the origin you have this this new way of doing it, and they figured out a way to sandwich themselves in with more seasoned comics. I've seen that a lot where you have you know, an insta famous person sandwiched in between somebody uh, yeah, they, that's really, really good.
1: That's just touring and stuff. At the end of the day, comedy is about your special. At the end of the day, was stands It's not all year you sold out of rent. No, what was your special like? Like uh, like Amy Schumer run, which she did good, but her special was trash. Then she had to fall off again, and now she kind of got to recreate it. So you can do all that all you want, but when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, you, when your special get on Netflix or whatever you release it on, if your special ain't full of content, it's pretty much you just had a nice run. Yeah. But you're not gonna be mentioned in. in uh, you're not gonna be mentioned as a great comedian. Yeah. They gonna make up a name for you, or they gonna put you somewhere you made a lot of money, but it's you know, Richard probably wasn't the only comic during this time. There was a lot of other comics. There was people in acts or, you know, there was a lot of comics. So the fame thing is it is what it is. You got other people being famous, but being a great and getting out of the where you do your special and it's just you, you do your tour and it's just you, that hasn't changed at all. It's yeah. actually, actually the people who's been doing it. That's why the Dave Chappelle's and all them getting the money because uh, everybody used to micro comedy, but at the end of the day, people pay for a real show. You yeah. know, you can put five people on that show. You, if that's what you gotta do, if one person can be the same budget as y'all five people, who doing it wrong? <laughs> the one person or the five people? Right. So it's like, comedy ain't changed at all. I mean, yeah. they're trying to promote other stuff because it's hard to find that great and the greats are really difficult to deal with because they do their own stuff. So yeah, they're gonna try to make these instant people, yeah, we need you, We can't book you? you, we can't afford you. All right, well this person right here, they killer. Look, look, everybody, right. they, they cold. Then you come to the show and they terrible and it's like, ugh. You know, what I'm going to do as a company for artists.
0: Yeah, but I think the the second part to that, too, like I said, it's two parts. You got the ones where they sandwich themselves, right? And then you have those that are doing it, but they're actively trying to get better at it. You know what I mean? So they're doing it, and they know they ain't shit, but they're they're working on it still and trying to be better at what they— I've seen a lot of comics out here that came up and were super famous really quick, and now they're trying to develop a better product, which is what I think you should do with that fame. You should take it and make it better.
1: I think all, all the all the good, really, really good comics have a chance to get famous really, really early. I remember my fork in a row. It was, uh, I was an uh, extra on the barbershop thing, and they gave me some camera stuff while you see me in the background looking. But uh, <laughs> when the set was, when they was fixing the cameras, Sid, Eve, all of them, we would talk, and we would be laughing, and they were like, dude, you hilarious. So Eve asked me to go on tour, and being young at the time, I didn't want to do comedy in front of a crowd of, a rap crowd I really wanted to do jokes so I didn't want to get out there and get booed every night because uh they waiting on Eve you know hey everybody how you doing Eve, Eve, Eve and I was like I, I thought I would never <laughs> that was
0: definitely a young mentality yeah, thinking thought, that that's what that was
1: yeah that's, that's, that's what I was I was like man I'm a comedian I ain't got time to be no and you turned host. her down I turned her down yeah but that was a serious fork I didn't think about it but she was re- she really liked me like like really like dude you funny I really cause um I would be an extra right next to her and she just would be talking to me every, in between every time uh But in my mind, I thought I'd never be able to develop in that kind of situation. And I just was like, it just don't make sense.
0: You think it was a a feeling like you wouldn't be able to fully develop, or do you think it was a little bit of insecurity? No, 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 it was
1: developed. It definitely was developed. I was still new. Um... I've hosted some concerts already, rap concerts. You get up there and up. just go through the emotions. No, oh, man, they ain't there to see you. Hey, y'all, <laughs> that open act, meet you. i <laughs> e, e, I'm telling you, at the time.
0: <laughs> it, you keep chanting her name.
1: Right, I'm trying to do it. Hey, y'all, so anybody heard about the, the duck and the, you know, Eve, Eve? you know, so it just didn't make, it didn't make any sense. And I, I said, if anything, if it wasn't uh I was doing a lot on my own at the time, too. So uh-huh. I was kind of straight. So I wasn't thinking about that. So it really was about developing. By that time, I already knew, like, man, dude, my whole path has been about being a better comedian. And I could could look back on something like that now and be like, yeah, I'm glad I I did think about the comedy. Because you start getting, you go on tour with her, you get famous, now you're in the videos, now shit popping, now the same dilemma. We talk about about getting famous in front of a crowd of people that don't know you've been doing comedy two or three years, but they paid $50 for the ticket. Right. You know what I mean? She ain't even there. They're like, Eve, Eve, get this, thing, get nigga again. <laughs> Why is he out here? <laughs> she ain't even there. Yeah, I mean, and I, honestly, <laughs> they the a been... comedy
0: club at this point. They still chanting not eat. <laughs> right.
1: That's what I'm saying.
0: I was terrible
1: at comedy to me all the way up into this last two or three years. To me, you were. Yeah. No, I'm just playing. You wasn't. i yeah, just <laughs> No, I, I, I can't. I, I can't think about a real confident moment I've had on stage. Like I, I go do jokes. I go write stuff. I try. You know what I'm saying? I got. I know I'm funny. I know I can do jokes. But the kind of comedy I'm doing now where I got a message and I'm saying something, I know what I'm saying, I know who I'm affecting. You
0: found your voice.
1: Yeah, so I didn't want to go out there without no voice, technically. That's technically what it was about because I I would say anything to be funny during that time. And I was doing anything to be funny, so it just wouldn't have been healthy. You know?
0: Yeah, I know that for the last few years I've definitely experienced some of the same thing. It's just like I've been having to develop my confidence in who I am and what I have to say and know that this is valuable information. This is something that needs to be said, even if it's said in my own perspective. Mm-hmm. You know? But you don't believe that when you first start stand up. You don't some people do. It's just very be funny. F- do whatever you guys yeah, do Yeah, you do whatever get you do to get the laugh. <laughs> get yep. this money.
1: Get funny. Get this money.
0: And I still feel like that sometimes when I do all black rooms, I find mm. myself um, trying to be funny, trying to be liked by them, you know, because I don't do that many black rooms no more ever since Jokes and oats closed down. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing primarily either interracial mixed or all white crowds. Then I do black rooms and I'm just like, like me, like me, like me. But I've noticed some of my best sets was when I just rested in my, vi- my point of view and my perspective, even if I was doing a black crowd, mm-hmm. it's like, well, this is what I think. This is how I feel. This is, this is how I live my
1: life. Yeah.
0: This is how I live my life. Uh, <laughs> bam this is what you get and they they tend to respect that more
1: but well, i've learned that the crowd are really looking for you to lead them in whatever direction you got so having your voice together is like the most important part knowing mm-hmm. what you're trying to say yeah. so the room i'm doing now uh, the riddles on the weekend it's actually mixed sometimes it be mostly black sometimes it be mostly white but i i try to be the same i knew a while ago i knew if i can do the same comedy i do in these lounges at a at a mainstream club i knew i'd be great you know, and that's what my goal was to make sure that I can take my mentality, this ghetto as hell, and be able to interpret it in a way where it's complex jokes. Yeah. And I think that's where I'm at now, where it's, I said a lot of crazy stuff, but in working with different cultures and all that, that I realized everybody got Then
0: growing up ninja shit, I was yeah, right. dying laughing the other day. Like it was so. I
1: forgot all about that joke until that day.
0: It was funny. I, liked you. The fact I haven't that heard you, none of it yet. The fact that you was talking about roundhousing your little brother is what Because <laughs> <laughs> like, everybody got a big brother, little no brother situation. And he situation. want to be loved so much <laughs> by you that he's like, yeah, kick yeah. me here, kick me Stand here.
1: Stand there and put your neck yeah. out. <laughs> he's
0: like so willing.
1: Man, and my little brother, <laughs> boy, we had a lot of episodes. I, I think I want to do a sitcom on that because we were like group home kids in this church family. And it was great. Group home as in, this is my real grandma, but my grandma, my daddy and my mama raised us so wild she was trying to put us in a structured environment, but we just was, was just, we just was animals, man. We was
0: crazy. Like so, you was raised primarily by your grandma.
1: Yeah, my grandma raised me from eight. My mama raised me from my dad raised me from. My mom raised from one to like three or four, and then my dad had me and from four to her? like eight. Uh, she just went on the streets, really. Like uh, she had, I got cancer, and she got hooked on the pills from the cancer. From there, it was like, like oh
0: op- opioids and stuff.
1: Yeah, so there was all like drugs and stuff. So from like, um, but that was like older. Let's say. I was twenty when she died, so from fifteen to twenty it was drugs. But my childhood, she was uh, dealing with a lot of street dudes, so I would be around. But my grandma didn't want us around her like that. Like we go visit, we could call on the phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, she would buy stuff, but we couldn't live with her because she was in the life. So you she died. I mean?
0: She died from drugs.
1: Yeah, she died from drugs. Yeah. Yeah. We don't really. I really don't know what she died from, but she was. It was. Uh, she got sick on the streets and they brought her in and she had jaundice in the eyes and her insides were shutting down or whatever. Oh, shit. So it was something. It wasn't like oh she had her heart explode or something like that. So it was like uh, it was complications of being on the something. streets. Yeah, yeah. We you don't know. know. My granny ain't never gave us information. Cause we don't talk about stuff like that. We got one of them broken families where it's like okay she died. Right. It was just everything. It it.
0: <laughs> no more conversation. <laughs> the Lord about it. That took it. That's all you need to know. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I that's guess. so fucking sad, but that's so true. <laughs> that's what my
1: family is. Yeah, they ain't gonna tell you none of their. You have this.
0: conversations about shit, or you try to have conversations about, it, and they just shut down. They just change the conversation. Yeah,
1: man, it's it's like I really look at it like a lot of stuff is. I see how slave stuff got passed on because like stuff you can't talk about, or or even with the respect thing, you know. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, um And bow your head and all that stuff. It just was weird uh, being with uh, a I
0: told my father recently, well, not recently, like within the last year, that I was molested by a younger cousin. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, he was older than me, but a cousin when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, eight years old. And he changed conversations like, I ain't even said shit. Like, I didn't say anything. I <laughs> swear to God. He was just like, oh, yeah, man. So, uh... So you doing some shows this weekend? <laughs> I was like, damn, yeah. nigga. We not even gonna talk about this? well,
1: that's the past. So uh
0: <laughs> yes.
1: have to like your cousin Ronnie. What you know who it was. <laughs> you know, the whole family knows, all right.
0: So everybody talked about it. Yeah, we didn't want to
1: go to jail. <laughs> we just started putting you in snowsuits and put you in the bed after that.
0: But it just shows you, man, that 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 is so much broken communication, man, within these households, and that's ultimately what is killing us. It's hurting our hearts to not be able to talk about stuff like that.
1: Definitely. We are. I just, I just, I just went off on my granny three days ago. (laughs) You went off on your grandma? I got a little job over there and uh, doing housework, so she's gonna try to tell my supervisor, I do a terrible job, they need to get somebody else. Are you trying to get me fired? (laughs) What? First of all.
0: She said that? Yeah,
1: my granny liked that, because I ain't been talking to her, and uh, she told me to come to her funeral a couple months ago, and I kind of held it on my chest. I know. What?
0: When is she? Wait a minute. My Why is she planning for her funeral?
1: <laughs> my check came up missing from a job, and I asked about the check, and she was like, it ain't my business. I don't care. But you know the mail come to her crib, so I, I don't know what happened, but it came to where she was like, fuck you, don't come to my funeral. And I was like, what the hell I come from? You know what I mean? So I didn't even go off. I just said something and I left and my granddaddy in and out of in and out of, uh, being uh, Alzheimer's. He uh he called, he said, You you mean bitch and I was like, What? <laughs> what is going on in this house? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'm so your grandfather
0: you, has Alzheimer's.
1: He got Alzheimer's, yeah. So he come, but he comes out and he's crispy. Sometimes, sometimes he's all over the place.
0: Yeah, my grandmother has it too. But so. he uh,
1: he came out that day and said you're wrong. And then he called her a mean bitch. And, and by the time I got downstairs, she called me crying. I said, did he just come out of Alzheimer's? The zapper real quick. But it was it was my granny's number. I mean, she mean right. But it's really. She like my other girlfriend. Like, if I don't come out, give her money, spend time with her, listen to her <laughs> talk about her day, she's going to have an attitude. She's going to be mad as hell. And That's funny. I, I ain't talked to her for about a month or two uh, because a lot of that stuff been happening. And I'm just like, she keep talking to me too much. All right. So we talking again. I called her yesterday. But uh, but you cursed her out. Yeah, Saturday morning. Sure did. Yeah. cursed so her the fuck funny. out. Because it's like, you know, I got this little job. I'm the only one. Out of my brothers, I'm the one who uh, my whole life they didn't do chores. My brothers didn't do chores. It was a punishment I got from like when I was twelve. My my older brother went out to gangbang or something. Whatever he went to go do. It was definitely some street shit. And I told my uh, first of all, I'm a tattletale, all right? <laughs> Let me get that out the way. That's he stopped smoking cigarettes and I only saw the cigarette commercial, so I was like, Oh shit, we gonna my brother gonna die He got cigarettes he, Cancer gonna kill him That's what the commercial said He smoked cigarettes So I went and cried And she told my girl I'm like, I think my, my brother Smoking cigarettes so And she was like show puss ass out here You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying Why'd you a snitch Why are you tell so much Bitch so, me for telling
0: That is so funny Because my oldest daughter You know I got two girls uh, My oldest daughter Is a snitch like a motherfucker And my youngest She's always telling My youngest And I be wanting to tell her Because I'm from Harvey I'm telling yeah. Snitches get stitches Don't be fucking telling <laughs> But at the same time More I want to know yeah. I'm like so tell me What what happened But don't be, don't be out here spreading people's right, business. Right, but what
1: right, happened though? Right, right, <laughs> Man, that's so funny. They would me, show with me for that. Uh, but anyway, he went, went out to some little banging tangent that he was doing and uh, I called my granny one day like, man, he out here doing chores no more. She said, you with all this snitching. From now on, nobody watches this for you. So my whole childhood, I had to clean the hole, do all the chores like, like, oh uh, like uh, what they call that? Uh, you know, the little movie. So tale.
0: She was just trying to make sure. Oh, Cinderella.
1: Cinderella, yeah. So you
0: was Cinderella.
1: <laughs> Nigga, I was Cinderella, like a
0: Cinderella. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I had a smart ass mouth. I didn't know I was a comic, but I had a smart ass mouth. So I kind of understand why she, out of everybody, was like, "No, no fuck you. You ain't shit." <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I like you two other ones, but this little this motherfucker like ain't shit right
1: here. I didn't know it at the time, but I, I know I said stuff to hurt her feelings like, to this day. If I bring it up, she still like get teary eyed. But I was watching on uh, Channel Five, and they had one of those specials on about beating people at the nursing home. And I was like, y'all keep hitting me, I'm gonna put y'all in one of them nursing homes. It's gonna be my time then. And she was like, what'd you say? Like, y'all keep hitting me like y'all hitting me. I'm gonna put y'all in one of them nursing homes where they beat people. Y'all (laughs) old. I was was for real as hell. I wasn't even saying it. As a joke, I was this. It was my ultimatum to them. Like, y'all keep
0: hitting me. Y'all keep doing this, and that's where your ass (laughs) going to end up. So you need to make some decisions today. She
1: terrified of nursing homes to this day. Like, please don't put me in a nursing home. I was like, I don't know, granny.
0: That is so trifling. I wouldn't put
1: him in a nursing home, though.
0: So you graduated from high school and decided what? When did you start doing comedy? How Uh, long have you been doing comedy? I
1: did not graduate from high school, and I started comedy in 2000.
0: So you've been doing how many, 18 years?
1: When, when 2000, yeah, when from 99, like I started the last month in 1999 and I crossed over, I remember the car I had, the battery had went dead, and then I had a girlfriend and my first time on stage, well, not my first time on stage, but my biggest show I had at that time was New Year's in Aurora with D-Ray and I was like, oh man, I'm doing Aurora. And I was like, I'm really a comedian now. But I had started a month before that, so like 1999 in December, because uh, I was waiting on my Damn, birthday. Damn, 18 years, nigga. Yeah, the yeah. struggle
0: is real. Continuous hustle. It's a continuous, like, it I'm trying ends. to make it now.
1: Now I'm definitely like, you know, but making it to me is just a consistent work schedule. And I have accomplished that on my own time, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I've lived a really good life. Like, <laughs> you'd be shocked how I actually be living. I've been at an apartment. I usually date women who do really well. I had two apartments for a long time where we was in Harvey. I had another apartment. Mm-hmm. So I've always lived like that because I had a lot of street in they gave me too. So uh, I don't – I don't. I, this year I struggled. Last year it just passed. But I always wanted to struggle though. Like I always wanted to like have real bad times. Not having a car don't bother me. Uh, not having credit don't bother me. Before, before y'all start thinking I'm famous. <laughs> or oh, got correct, money. Yeah. Let me
0: correct you, bitches, uh real quick. Not having shit don't yeah, bother me. Don't bother me at
1: all. Yeah, I'm a, I don't have kids. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm
0: good for not yeah, having shit. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> I always got weed all the time. So I'm very simple, technically, is what I'm going to say. So
0: let's spin back real quick. So you didn't graduate from high school? No. I didn't high know school.
1: that. No, nah, I didn't graduate from high school. When did you, uh, when did you drop out? The last, the last month of school.
0: So your senior year?
1: Yeah. I didn't, I didn't drop out. My uh, teacher failed me because I was uh, always cutting. I was like the coolest nerd in my whole high school.
0: Oh, so you didn't go to class?
1: Well, that last semester I didn't, because I I'm I had honors classes all the way in high school, and they had me, uh, they had they wanted me to do a couple things, the school in general. Uh, I had a scholarship with the science company that was working with the military, mm-hmm. some seven-year programs, some I tested for. So if we tested, I was like the top two or three people, no matter what my grades was. So they put me in these honors classes with like the same seven people all the way up to school. But my last semester... Uh, my English teacher was just like, man, you who the, who the hell you think you are? Because I come in, slam a paper on the table, dip right out. You know what I mean? Like I see her before class, then won't come to class. I just was being, you know. I saw Ferris Bueller a couple times. I don't know, <laughs> but I always was cutting, and I I just cut like whenever I wanted, to. my grades was good. It didn't bother me. So uh, she was like, you're not gonna do this shit in my class. You going I'm gonna fail you. And uh, she made me do all these turn papers to catch up. I did the turn papers. She failed me anyway.
0: So, but you were. So, so you you were one semester or one half a credit, half a credit away from graduating. Half a credit from graduating. Why didn't you just go to summer school?
1: I was done with school. I was over, it. totally. Like, I lived on my own my last year uh, high school. I had my own apartment, so I was over. Just it. It like schooling will get you nowhere. You know, you're thinking about little money. You happy to be getting twenty thousand an hours. And I was working at a, a hotel yeah. downtown. So I, you couldn't tell me to no, know what suit and tie to work every day. Have my own crib. You made taking it. Taking care of my little brother. Yeah. My well, little I brother was living with me. I made it, motherfucker. Yeah, what you like going back to school? They, I mess around over here, I'm good. So wow. uh, I had a desk, had an office. I was really good at closing deals. Uh, they wanted me to advance, and then I found comedy.
0: So ultimately, what do you want from your career? What do you, where do you see uh, this going? I want to
1: do, I could give you a whole itinerary. My plan, ultimate goal, first I have the uh, booking agency starting up. You can log on to Joe Custler. Whenever the website drops, But the agency is already set up. Uh, But my ultimate goal is to be a film production company. Do one film a year independently with the people I want to work with. And then from there, see where it goes. But I want to do five films. And I feel by the fifth film, I'll be at at Blockbuster status. But I got the...
0: Blockbuster closed down.
1: Blockbuster, as in. I made mean,
0: uh, <laughs> you to. Blockbuster. Some as other in, analogies, nigga. Not blockbuster. Netflix. As in
1: a, <laughs> I mean, I want to say block box no, office.
0: box office. Yeah, okay, box I office. I'm like, <laughs> blockbuster ain't it? Nigga. That yeah, ain't box it.
1: <laughs> but I got the movies I already rolled out, or two of them. That's dope. Two for sure. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm pretty cool with that. Yeah. So do you the plan first out? process is uh, getting these comedy albums out, building my reputation off of that, touring off of that, and then in the meantime. Uh, I'm doing a club because it's like a little corner of real estate so I'm flying the people I want to work with and after I generate a little income hey man I'm doing a movie I'm gonna fly you in for the weekend you know I want you to do these two or three scenes boom 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 and that's how I want to do it
0: mainly comedians
1: all comedians mostly yeah because I hate doing the thing about this city they always have comedy movies. They doing, but they never want to hire the comedians. But to be there extras. aren't
0: any comedians. I do see a lot of comedy. They do a movies lot of comedy here, yeah, but no, like, no comedians. I'm like, what?
1: How does that make sense? Even
0: comedians that are like from other places, they would be actors, and I'm like, yo,
1: that don't even make sense. Why are you
0: doing a show about stand up comedy and there's no stand ups in it?
1: Or a comedy and have an actor do the comedy part and a comedian do the background part? It's like it just don't make no sense. But everybody, I guess people have a. Uh, they assume that we are goofy and silly all the time, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I intentionally try not to be as goofy and silly all the time.
0: Did you, uh, so you say you have no nothing, no degree, no kids, no nothing. Did you want to have kids?
1: I do, man. I wanted to have kids the last woman I was with. I really did. Uh, she was really smart. We got along really well. We dated like 16 years. Um, yeah, I'm short. You got to bring it down probably. We dated like 16 years and uh, uh, 15 years. And. We kind of breaking up, or we probably coming to an end now. She she says she wants more. This is the stability. one I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: you guys have been together forever. Since yeah. I've been doing stand up for sure. <laughs> well,
1: the thing is, a lot of times you, I think she see my friends around me be really successful, and she really want that success. For you? Yeah, but not like when we when we went through this little process. It was crazy. She was like, "Yeah, I'm tired of you." Not having this, that, and the other. And I went to a, a box of money I have in the house she didn't even know I had. Because you don't tell your woman all the money you had. I'm like, well, I couldn't make this kind of money off no no job. And then she kind of was quiet. But she had already started this path of so wait, you need to get a job. You need this. I just got a question that.
0: before we move on. <laughs> so you keep your money in a shoebox in, in your house? In the house, house? <laughs> yeah.
1: Because bank fees all the time. Every time I put money in the bank, uh It's so hood. It's yeah, so- <laughs> man. I got, I be I mean, too lazy. Like, when you buy something online and, like, it's like an app. You know how you buy an app and then they reoccur to charge every month? I would be too lazy to call people to tell them stop taking money. I'm out, out, out of the account. So you
0: be getting fees and shit? Yeah,
1: all kind of, you know, because I buy stuff online. And I, I didn't buy stuff like, uh, let's say you just.
0: So what, do you just use a lot of prepaid cards?
1: No, no, I use my real bank card.
0: So you have a bank account?
1: Yeah, I got a bank account, yeah. You just keep
0: most of your money in a shoebox?
1: Money I need for other stuff, yeah. That way, you know. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. That makes me feel better. I thought you just didn't have a bank. You was like keeping your money in the shoebox under the bed. I was like, nigga, you gotta come twenty eighteen. No, my real,
1: my real money. Uh, you know, it's a couple of reasons I keep it uh, off to the side. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, A lot of my, a lot of my stuff is uh. Uh, I don't want to say
0: no. You don't have to get deep. You, yeah. I just was wondering about why you had a shoebox. You're good, No, though. no, because
1: I hate fees coming out of my okay, account. Okay, that's it. And then, and we then ain't got to talk now. about all
0: your illegalities that you got. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> all my business is hooked up through my account, <laughs> so I got all kinds of fees coming through. Like today when I get back, I got to pay for all this Facebook sponsoring. I forget all about it. It just comes through, and I'll I be out kicking it. Bling, what's $283? What, yeah. So I just, I just, knowing how I work, the money I need for stuff, I just make sure I keep to the side. Okay. So I don't. So I just. It just happened just this weekend. Yeah. Uh, Sprint charged me two hundred and eighty dollars for one month's bill. Oh wow!
0: And but I've been auto, too lazy
1: to go argue about it.
0: Auto and they take it out automatically.
1: Yeah, yeah. I went, meant to go up there and curse it out, but it already been paid. Curse it out. <laughs> yeah. You could
0: called
1: them. I did already. I called already. And they supposed you know to what? fix it, but they sent it through anyway. I used
0: to work for Sprint, and... Yeah, y'all don't care. The, it's the worst, it's the worst company. Care. You ain't getting your money back. You ain't no, getting your money back. Yeah, right. No, you're not getting your money I'm back. Not, I ain't got
1: four hours to we, argue and negotiate with you We can apply it to your
0: next bill, even if we do credit you, but you're not getting it back. Yeah, let me tell you, you what refunds. happened with the phone company.
1: <laughs> they, when I first got my phone, I didn't get the text service or the watch caller service, all the other stuff.
0: You should definitely put the alerts on there so that it tells you. Yeah. When you're
1: going over. Yeah. So, so, they, so the first month, my bill was like $700. So I, I went... I mean, I took the whole afternoon off, I had Blunt's Road, I was so ready. I did all that, and they fixed the bill, I was like, thank you. So fast forward eight months later or something, the lady telling him I'm still having a problem with my bills being all high. The lady like, oh yeah, they took the first one's bill and spread it out over the whole year. Like, dirty mother, <laughs> you dirty mother.
0: So you thought they took care of it, and they just put you on a payment plan? Man, <laughs> spread that shit
1: out the whole year, I was so mad. I was so That mad.
0: is so Sprint like But That's you know I did hilarious. learn they
1: have a they have a when you call Sprint a lot and you have a lot of complaints It was USL at the time You have a lot of complaints they have a person that don't give a fuck at the end of the calls Like when you be like switch over to the manager Switch over to the manager Switch over the last person be like Sir Sir <laughs> Sir Pay your bill sir <laughs> Yes <laughs> Sir pay your bill Sir Sir you see here you have three late payments. You do this every month, sir. Sir, we have it on. Sir, pay your bill, sir. That's all he say. I That's was so, so mad because he had. Do you want your phone on or not, sir? Because you can leave the company, sir. Pay your bill, sir.
0: You can go to T Mobile, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, you're not a value customer. We do not need your Yeah, you always nickel. You cannot get twenty five dollars, sir. Pay your bill. You want a phone or not, sir? I was so mad.
0: That is hilarious. I was so mad. Okay, so you she you show her the box on the bed and she's she's cool about it. But so you think that the main tension within your relationship is just you not having not made it yet, not being
1: Uh, I honestly from her perspective, I don't understand it. Because uh we consistently out uh, she get gifts. I have made it a, a purpose or a focus of mine to make sure I treat my woman like a regular woman. Now, I regular haven't woman it in the an irregular woman? Uh, irregular. Some guys don't date their girls. Some guys don't take them out. Some guys don't buy gifts. Some, You know, a lot of people don't prize the woman that they deal with. You know, even in this business, uh, a, a lot of people, I guess, can't afford the, the lifestyle. But for me, crab legs in the refrigerator, restaurants, you know what I mean, trips, whatever. And I've done that consistently. But I guess the idea of me... Not being regular, uh, I think she's afraid of that. But I, I think about it all the time, but I think uh, when she explained it to me over the summer, the insecurity of dating somebody who's an entertainer, everybody can't handle that. It is, it is. A it's, big, it's, it's, it's a lot, huge yeah. yeah. Cause it's Yeah, because it's people. not the normal stuff. I mean, it's not that big stuff. It's the normal. The money thing, she's worth about a half a million dollars, the stuff she got going on. She ain't really worried about that. I know she's not worried about that. It's more of a... I'm at a club every Friday night, every Saturday night, every Sunday night. Monday through Tuesday, you want to come in and talk to your man, I'm at a club. you know. Then I come in enjoying life, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Drunk, hey, baby. Not even really drunk because I don't really drink like that. But a woman get home from work, she want to have a conversation with a guy and cuddle up and be normal. I don't really provide that. I can do it sometimes, but it's not a normal thing for me to lay up in the bed at 8 o'clock at night and talk about your day. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Just ain't... It ain't in my, you know, and then even when we trying to do some date or whatever, the schedule of, oh, uh, let's go out until 5 o'clock, where I know most people that work at the weekend off, so it ain't, no, you know what I'm saying? Oh, we got to wrap this good time up. Let's get the, and I'm gone. Like, when I get to the comedy club, it's, as soon as I get out, the, as soon as I leave the house, my phone, I ain't, on the phone, I ain't nothing. I might text you, but uh, I'm at work,
0: Right. you know,
1: so I know over the years that that has been a lot. That, ha- I know that's maybe the have money you ever, thing.
0: Have you ever cheated on her? Uh, of course. So you think it's you being an entertainer or just the insecurities of, of your infidelities? That well, have...
1: my my cheating with her. Or
0: was that like, was she like that already?
1: Uh, no, she wasn't like that. Uh, and she was actually, I was dating a girl and she was the girl I had uh, on the side, I guess, a sad piece. And I hate to even call her that. But um, yeah, I don't mean to call her that. But she was a woman I met where I had a woman and we had real feelings, but the girl I was dating was crazy. Remember the crazy girl I was dating? So I had to really kind of really pick and choose how I was going to come out of that relationship and start ours, but I I did so much damage because uh, I did it for five years.
0: I was going to say, I feel like I saw two different girls for a very long time. I told them
1: both. I told them both I had a woman or I had feelings, and I was honest, and both of them was cool because I really you know how to— treat a woman decently, I guess. I don't know. But they I was shocked they both stayed. I was like, y'all both going... You know she,
0: <laughs> You know she's still going to be here, right? Yeah.
1: I, I mean, I really said it. But <laughs> the rules were that I just never bring up the other girl, and they, we never talk about it. And as she they both stayed at it one time, and I just did that. I just kind of managed my time really well. And uh, they both was I think it's that around. honesty
0: that, that did it, because... It's hard to a guy to come to you and say, hey, I got this other person that I care about strongly, and I'm trying to figure this all out, but I also like you, and I just want you to know that. For somebody to come and tell you that, mm-hmm. you got mad respect. You're like, you know what? We can definitely keep fucking because <laughs> cause that's so admirable of you to come and tell me that. But if you do some sneaky shit behind a woman's back, it's that that loss of trust, that integrity that yeah. creates she the, never the got, tension.
1: She got one caught up. Uh, out of all the years, but we we really was on a break. We broke up in December, and this caught up and come to April, but she still took it like I cheated on her because it was a girl she knew of already, and I really wasn't sleeping with the girl at the time, so uh, it was the best friend I had for like 10, 15 years, maybe before her, and uh, we would always hang out, drink, chill, but we wasn't having sex. We really wasn't, and uh, me and her been going through this when she graduated, which is crazy, she was more like, so what are you going to do to get yourself together? And I'm like, I'm going to still do comedy. What
0: the heck? <laughs> she graduated from a master's uh, Roosevelt. Roosevelt, from-
1: uh, or the doctorate. Oh, wow. And um, she wanted to get married and have kids immediately. And I definitely was with it, but it, more looking at can you buy me a house that's worth 500000 and that was her real terminology. And uh, you know, That's what she said? Yeah, yeah, because she got a career worth four now, so it's like, you know. I need somebody who come. How can, you, come, know, how can yeah, you balance Yeah, this out right. right. I got a career worth for. But the story with the career worth four is that that's
0: it, why you don't date artists for them to <laughs> to help you out with five hundred thousand dollar houses. Mm-mm. Not artists. Well
1: no, try- you never you never know. I mean I uh Chief seen me have a lot of money, a lot of ups. Uh throwing shows is lucrative. Uh the year I was touring with D-Rab made like eighty, ninety thousand. I'm around money. Even the realtor that she got is one of my
0: friends. You know but I mean? it's waves with artists. It's waves, you know. Like we'll have this wave that's really high and we killing the game, and then we'll have this wave where it's really low and we're trying to figure things out. And it happens like that. So that well, consistency of a five hundred thousand dollars house for me
1: it was different. I generate my own income, and I kind of always have. So when I want to throw a show, or I I, I throw the shows, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I have tried different things, and that's where I'm still in where I'm at now. I did some years on the radio intern and that was my focus. I did some years with Second City writing and creating. That was my focus, and none of them have a return, but I was learning skill sets to be this master artist in the end. But I knew that coming in, I knew it was gonna be an ugly path. I knew it was gonna be judged. I didn't know I'd be this far back (laughs) because of the situation with, uh, with my team. I thought I'd be ready so when things come, I can be like, hey, I can do radio. We can do a radio show. Hey, I can do this. We can do that. I can write our own movies. Right. So I was training to be this behind-the-scenes master artist where I can put everybody in a position to be whatever best skill set they had. That's that's what I always wanted to do. Like, I definitely want to be a forefront artist, but I know the money is in the producing, in the production, or creating the product. Like, whoever wrote uh, Black Panther is, you know what I'm saying, doing really well. Right. So... Yeah, they the stars in the front, but the people that wrote it and put it together and came up with the idea. You those pay are, way more. Yeah. yeah. Know, so for me, uh, build a team up. And I'm still, I restarted the process, actually. Build a team up, create products to put them in, and then uh, just go from there. And that's exactly what the industry needs right now because uh, YouTube had their own channel and Instagram is like having your own channel. So if you get a team of people and you can create products on a high level, uh, people start following, you got start getting fans. You don't got to sell a lot of copies of your movie. Sell 2000, sell 5. Just enough to do another movie. But stay consistent doing movies and eventually Netflix will be like, "Oh. Yeah. Y'all know how to do movies." Yeah. So consistency. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that's that's why I, I, I could sit and be uh poor and be cool, you know, cuz I I understand that part of creating your own destiny. But
0: a a, a mate that has a acquired a doctrine and went through that process, that's hard for her.
1: Please, anybody worry about her. All right. <laughs> anybody think about it. At the same time, you know, uh, she could bring her friends and family to my show, and it's a certain way. It's all about perception. If her perception uh, is not successful, that's that's her perception. But yeah. I met a doctor that same day. Dead <laughs> <They're> serious. serious. <laughs> who, who definitely wanted to, you know, be on something. Right. So I, you know, if her perception is negative, my main th- reason why we kind of in this great place, because uh, I can't have that kind of energy around me. It wasn't like yeah. she broke up with me. It was more like, you keep talking all that get a job stuff, man. I, You're not supporting I can't do my that. Dreams, yeah. yeah, I'm out. You know, and that's what really was the final thing. You're, no, I'm not. Don't even talk. You sound crazy to me. Right. Ten dollars an hour, and and God showed me every time she started talking that, then I said. Oh, you know, 20 But even that online. is not
0: gonna get the five hundred thousand dollars house. Like ten dollars an hour is not gonna get. You know what I mean? Like you to for you to go into any type of in- industry right now outside of comedy would you would start out as his apprentice level. And they
1: would know I had comedy, and I wouldn't be. I'll would be the first one fired every time. I, I've I've had jobs with her. I've, that's what killed me about that situation because she's seen me excel in uh, corporate. As was a company, a corporate medical company, and I got with them uh, working for like a month, and they was going to give me my own store. They had all these plans for me, but I was touring, and it was like a fork in the road. You're going to tour, you're going to be this regular dude. And at that time, I thought she got it. But um, I think the fear of, of having kids is, is what makes her nervous. But mind you, she got two, three 300000 in equity. She got two or three properties She making on it. It ain't no money thing. It's more uh, being at home more than anything, I think. And then like I was thinking today like, every time I got a big show or, or like if I'm going to Miami uh, to do a show, it's like a lot of tension in the house. I think the reality of being on tour in these places where you know it's a lot of sex or whatever.
0: Beautiful women. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: but she don't have a problem on me because I'm honest, like we ain't had no problems. I had the one time when we was in the gray area and I messed around, but other than that, I tell her if I want to cheat or if I'm cheating and I really don't want to. It's not even a necessity for me, it don't make sense. When you, when you start being honest, uh, keeping your word to yourself keeps you from uh, being in a bad place. Like if I ain't lied to you in 10 years and if I mess around with her and I will tell you, why would I mess around with her? Because if you ask me, I'm going to be uh, ooh, 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 And we talking about a very intelligent woman. So I make sure that my actions and my words match. And that's pretty much why I stay honest. And that's why she stayed with me all that time.
0: Did you what did you learn that lesson of honesty or integrity?
1: Richard Pryor's book, actually.
0: Really, yeah. So, he, this wasn't a childhood taught thing.
1: No, nah, I just, uh, you know, you hit a certain age when you got a broken family where you start trying to figure out what kind of person you want to be. And the blessing about it is you can make up, you could be any person you want, you any know, you decide. Create, yeah. yeah, so I, I created, uh, I read Richard Pryor's book, and he just was saying to be a better person on stage, you have to be all the way honest. Like, even now, I couldn't even tell a story. Even about meeting the doctor, I told her that. You know what I'm saying?
0: You wouldn't be able to tell that on air. I would be able it to tell on air, yeah. yeah,
1: if it wasn't if it wasn't the truth. But I've already had a conversation with her. I've already had a conversation about the girl I got caught up with. I'll be honest. You know, And she didn't ask. She don't ask. I'll just be like, you know, OK, we broke up. But you know, I met a girl who's a doctor. When I feel like the message of just because you're a doctor, everybody don't value it like that. I felt that's what that message was. You know what I'm saying? Like, she was on some, I'm a doctor. Not that she said that. But for me, that in the same hour after I had a conversation with her about being on a level to meet a doctor who's probably in a better position in the same day, I felt it was a message. You know what I mean? So it's
0: basically like she looks at you as like, this is the level I'm on. You need to understand that you can never have gotten somebody like me.
1: Mm-hmm. and then
0: you meet somebody just like that. If <laughs> not better, day. It's not At the same day. It's literally
1: the same it's hour. Like, no,
0: you can't tell me that I'm not good great. enough I'm to I'm great. Like, yeah, right, you're crazy.
1: You, I can make you retire off my stuff. You can't. I couldn't You couldn't afford for me to retire with my job. You couldn't. Not on the doctor's salary. I, I would look crazy sitting at home with a doctor. Like, yeah, I got a doctor. No. Right. You can say you got a comic, though, but you couldn't. I could never say I got a doctor. Right. You know what I'm saying? So... That's why I'm really content with however it goes with that situation. I do love the girl, the woman, but uh, man, you've been with her for a long time. I know exactly. Yeah, talking about. All that don't mean nothing. You start talking about getting a job, that's <laughs> the exactly. right cut right off. Like,
0: yeah. Uh, so um, well, you know what? Uh, Struggle is real, man. We're gonna wrap up here in a second, but what? I di- Yeah, it's time. We've been on the air for 50 minutes. Uh, but I wanted to go back to where you said um. You made a comment where you said I I should have been a little bit further along, but I'm cool with where I'm at. What outside of what happened with the the friendship, right? Do you think that it was anything else that limited where your growth has taken you to so far? Well, what you could have done?
1: I know uh, relationships. First, I had the crazy girl, and I think emotionally I was messed up. I had a relationship with a girl who's really vindictive. To the industry, as in she she did anything she can to not make me famous, it was really embarrassing. Uh, being real young and dealing with that was definitely uh, I shied away from. Just being in the public, being out, just because she it was a real she had a real emotional problem. She tried to kill herself like two times. Wow. Like really went to the crazy house. They really drug out of there. She called me from the crazy house, but that affected me because she tried to make it like it was my fault that she tried to kill herself, and that's one of the why reasons. you doing this to me. Yeah, not like yeah. If you wasn't doing that, I wouldn't try to kill myself. So that's one of the reasons why. I really wasn't like with a lot of women no more. And uh, that, and then just working for people comically, uh, it's always going to lead to that path of nothing. So once I start working for myself, that's what made me happy. Last year was the first year where I'm like, I pick my date out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not even a club. Not even a, can you book me? No. I'm finding a venue. I'm renting it out. I'm throwing the show. And just so happened, I, I wrote a business plan for about 200 seats last year just I'm gonna write, I'm gonna open a comedy club and I'm gonna take a business class and blah, blah, blah. And that's what I did. The first club was uh, 60, of, uh, 60 seats and it wasn't enough seats, blah, blah, blah. But um, some with the zone in the club closed. Mm-hmm. So I still had this business proposal but every time I get to the end of one contract, a better contract called. Even like my contract up with Riddles and Laugh Factory just called me like, man, we need to bring that show you doing at Riddles over to Laugh Factory. So hey. I'm like, look at that, I ain't got a promotion. You know what I'm saying? But for me, personally, I ain't had a dollar right. in a year or two. And I got $5,000 budgets. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, I got the little money in the box. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't count that money the towards money my regular. The little money in the box. little money in the box. That's my little. <laughs> now, because that, for me, my commitment has been to throwing shows. So sometimes financially, I, I now my, uh, what they call that? When you got focus or whatever, when it, to, when it comes to them shows, I be disciplined. Oh, okay. I'll be disciplined with my show money. Discipline as hell. So throwing my own shows has been, for me, uh, it's been, I mean, even when you get on stage, you can do as much time as you want. Even when the prep for the show, I need to write new jokes because I got people that want to see new jokes every week. But all those things keeping me tuned up yeah. and ready. And uh, shooting my own productions, uh, just having the cameraman shoot um, podcasts and stuff and all that. Not even doing sketches and stuff because I think everybody do that, but really getting projects done. Yeah. So, um, this is my first couple of months actually having something finished, None hasn't even been released yet. But the uh, comedy album was definitely supposed to be the first step in, hey, I meet you everybody, and then what else I got? So it's like uh, the whole year is mapped out. Uh, Financially, I got some ideas. Uh, What I want to do next month at Riddles, I want to take one weekend and try to have all the comics donate their time to save money up to, to do a movie this summer. Like, if we do one good weekend we get everybody to donate money, donate time. We make 25,000, 20,000, 15,000. We do a movie with that. And, you know, we do that in the summer and do that once a year. You yes. know, like everybody get together once a year, do the movie, do the do the show for Chicago and then we shoot the movie for Chicago. You Chicago for, for life. Years. You plan on moving? Um, I, I think, think I think people don't live nowhere. I mean, like I get that, but definitely being comics. You know, I travel I, well, I been traveled a lot this last year, but when you're really traveling and working, you really don't live nowhere. It really kind of don't make sense to say, oh, I live in Chicago, I live here, because wherever they tell you to go, you're going to be there. Right. They say, hey, come to LA Thursday, I'm going to be there Thursday. Be here at 9 a.m., I'm going to be there at 9 a.m. So, <laughs> where I live is really, it really don't matter. Or my heart lives is Mississippi. So, for me, at the end of the day, I'm, I, I got land down there with the family. Uh, that's going to be where I'm going to be at. So, Chicago is just, I've always wanted Cribs all over the country anyway. So, I don't, I don't plan to live in nowhere in particular. Them living
0: them. All right, so now we are going to wrap this up. This has been a wrap it up, B. this has been a great conversation. I've had a good time with you.
1: We didn't even get into none of the stuff, man. Dang. What's
0: none of the stuff? I don't
1: know. I thought I was gonna get into deep. I thought I was gonna cry and stuff.
0: You thought you was gonna cry? You know what? So I so here's what here's what I thought after reading your your podcast entry questionnaire. Right, we talked a little bit about your parents and your upbringing, but Your adult life, nothing drastic, where I would have had to emotionally pull from you in your adult life that we that you wrote on the questionnaire though. You know what I'm saying? So I can only I can only question what I know is out there.
1: Yeah, that crazy girl tried to light a bed on fire and I was in it. Like, I got like See, 17.
0: See, that's, that's shit that you should have definitely wrote on I do not
1: know what I are talking about. I we can said, take any direction. I mean, the girl now, nah, you know what I'm saying? We go any fucking, direction.
0: The fucking thing said, any traumatic event happened in your adult life. What I say? What you did said, I? my parents' death. So we talked oh. about your mom passing away at 20. Yeah, that was, that was tough. And yeah,
1: my pop was just like three, four years ago. That was tough. I stayed with him at the nursing home, but yeah, the most I guess I guess the most trapped was that crazy girl.
0: Yeah, see, I didn't know anything. I gotta know about that, so I'm not gonna be able to write. You didn't out know it. about
1: the crazy girl stories. You ain't heard none of the stories. No,
0: no, I haven't. So that's why I can't question about something. Man, but so. so tell me about. We gonna wrap this up, but I want to know about this. <laughs> How did she? Tr- tell me about the bed. Tell me about the bed real quick. All
1: right. Well, uh, you know, working comedy at night, and you come in late, and she was hitting me with the questions and all that, and I had a two bedroom apartment out. And, Hazelcrest. So I went in one of my bedrooms, pushed the bed up against the door, and I'm sleeping all of a sudden the bed nudging. And I wake up and look down. I see a little arm sticking in one of them little lighter, the little lighter thing. She clicking the lighter thing, the bed. So I wanna see if she really gonna light me on fire for real. Or she just trying to get attention. I don't know. So the little <sighs> sheep caught a caught a fire. And I put the fire out and I was
0: like, bitch, you tried to burn me <laughs> up.
1: <laughs> That was just one of our nights.
0: So if you was sleep, nigga. <laughs> yeah, I would have died. Been, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> died.
1: She was nuts, what? man. You
0: was with her for five years. Seven. Seven.
1: Yeah, you seven. Bet? So from like I guess to like two thousand eight or something like that. Two thousand seven, something like that. Yeah, we, we met it like I guess two thousand two thousand
0: one. You know what? Real talk. I think that I'm finna I'm finna say some. So I think the chick that you're talking about, I've met her, right?
1: I'm sure you have.
0: Short ball head.
1: No, no, no. That's that's the, that's the doctorate. Oh. Okay, you know, she's not crazy. She's very intelligent. Okay. Yeah, dude. I you got to go back years if you are going to talk about the other one. She was thick as hell and chocolate. Oh, okay. With big eyes, which I should have known it was crazy. <laughs> it was kind of see you in the dark.
0: That's funny. I don't know. One of your girlfriends, I don't know which one it was, but one of your girlfriends dated Mike.
1: Oh no that was uh my husband that right was, That was that little cakes so I know you talking okay, about
0: Okay yeah she dated him right before in fact Mike stopped talking to her to start talking to me mm,
1: Yeah we just dated I never And heard. he was
0: very honest and said the same thing he was like yo uh I was dating this other girl, but I really like you, so I'm trying to let her know that I'm not going to be with her no more. I'm going to explore you. And he was very upfront about it. And then when I saw her after that with, like, me and him was together and I ooh, saw her, ooh. it was a little uncomfortable because uh, me yeah. and her was always cool through you.
1: That was my that was, that was the girl that got, got got me caught up too, I think. But we never messed around physically. We just was, like, emotionally on some poetry love. It was so weird. Yeah, she's, but it was a, great she's an artist too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still keep in touch with a little bit.
0: Yeah, and so I was like, "Oh my God!" I was like, "You dated."
1: She did tell me about that too. But, she told uh, you about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It was so weird for me to meet her afterwards. I was like, "Oh my God!" I took chick- your man. <laughs> I was like, I took was like, man, I was like, I kind of took him. Yeah, that's <laughs> I what I was thinking. Man, like, man. I kind of took him from her. And I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't know she, she wasn't
1: with nobody though. She was all over the place.
0: And now we didn't get married and shit. Right, I took right. her whole life.
1: No, nah, she was all over the place. <laughs> she wasn't with nobody. She was young, man. You know, she like uh like enough. Like, she's she just now hitting 30. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, she was all over the place there. little tenderoni. But I guess we can end, you know. Um,
0: no, I'm actually about to ask you these four questions. So I have these, this um, part I do, which is called the final four and four. Uh-oh. So you'll have four minutes to answer four questions. No problem. And i want to start the timer. And then you can go. So if you could have a superpower, any superpower you wanted to, what would that be and Why?
1: Uh, I would like to read people's minds. I think you can always have an advantage if you know what they're thinking.
0: You think you could always have an advantage if you know what people are thinking? hmm If you could change one thing in history that happened that you think would change the entire existence of man, what would that be?
1: Uh, I would make the white people be slaves. You would make white people be slaves? Yeah, yeah. Then the black people would have. Like, we won, they would have came to take us. We would have won that war, <laughs> killed them, then went back to their country and took them over. <laughs> that's, that's what would have happened. That would have changed the entire world.
0: Uh, if you could talk to any person, dead or alive, who would it be and why? And they could be famous, they can be— It would
1: probably be Malcolm X, more than anything. Really? Uh, uh, I think he was a person past money, and I think people don't acknowledge how much courage he actually had. Yeah. And how committed he was to the cause, as in he knew he was going to get shot that day. But he still went because he was so concerned. So I would I would hope that uh, I would get some words that make me be as strong as he was.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. If you can go back and talk to your 16 year old self and give him any piece of advice that you have that you think would make his life better, what would that be?
1: Shit, leave that crazy bitch alone, man. Four years is gonna be the crazy bitch.
0: In four years, that's gonna... <laughs> <laughs> gonna try to set you on fire, set nigga. You on fire.
1: Get away from her, man. She is not worth it. All right, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's probably that's probably be the only thing. Other than that, I was I had a pretty nice teenage years. Yeah Yeah Yeah. I lived on my own And everything Have my little crib
0: You blew through Them suits. questions We got two minutes And thirty seconds left Now yeah. I'm gonna ask you Another one just because Let's do it Are you spiritual Or religious And um, why Either one
1: Well I got a good answer For this Because I think about it often Because uh, I feel like I be turning on God a lot Because I just go to church And just be looking At all the holes <laughs> No, it'd be all kind of bullshit hoes at church. You know, like like your preacher. Bullshit
0: hoes at church. <laughs> not
1: even hoes as in fucking holes. I mean hoes as in holes in the in the whole shit that they saying. Like, so you mean to tell me you get on the spirit every day at twelve forty five. So you mean the Holy Ghost sitting there like, oh, let me go let me go home, and holler at Rev. It's almost time for him to catch the spirit. That's like you couldn't it's impossible to catch the spirit every Sunday at twelve forty five in the middle of your sermon at the same time. And then they don't be saying nothing sometimes, you know. The made-up sermons and all, I look at, when you when I see a pastor, I look at it like, uh, if I was a pastor, I'd be like, okay, I got two sets to do on Sunday. You know, I got an early show and I got an afternoon show. All I got to do is write a good show. And a lot of times they don't. You know, they, they make up stuff Uh, Man, I looked down in my gas tank it And was, it was out of gas You know what? I said, some of y'all in here are out of gas You know, <laughs> you're trying to get to a destination Guess what? You ain't filled up on Jesus <laughs> So you're trying to put 87 in a BMW That's your problem You need premium You need a lower, you know what I mean? They can go in on it You know what I'm saying? They just you, figure out
0: stuff to talk figure about Figure out stuff to talk about right. <laughs> Oh, so you ain't got no meat on your sandwich,
1: huh? <laughs> <laughs> right, right just That's why you're hungry <laughs> <laughs> Ain't got no protein
0: What? What are you
1: talking about, man? So
0: you're spiritual there
1: yeah, yeah, because it's like, I feel like uh, he gave me that idea because uh, somebody got to start saying some of these preachers out here. They're going way too damn hard, way too hard. The only time God got mad is when they were selling products in the church. And religious people always look past that. And it should stand out. The only time he starts slapping motherfuckers, turning tables over and hitting motherfuckers in the back with straps and shit, like what the fuck is this when they were selling stuff in the church? The church now has become a big-ass market for stuff. And it's, I go in there and be terrified. Yeah. Like, if Jesus saw this right now, he'd be, be slapping motherfuckers, turning tables over. And, and like, but you had that conversation with church people, and they don't even respect that.
0: So, what does spirituality mean for you in this last 23 seconds?
1: Uh, positive energy. If you do stuff, uh, the earth actually works off energy. So, if your mind, your body is focused on being a positive person, you help the planet rotate in a better, better way. And that's like real science, you know, kinetic energy. So, more positive people on the planet, the better the planet is, the more healthy the planet is. So, I believe in positive energy.
0: That's amazing Great mm-hmm. way to complete that I'm just gonna let that go off Just because <laughs> Was that your little Positive energy that's, cheat? No, that's the alarm Oh, that's okay four minutes Cool, man Thank you so much, Michi For being here I really appreciate it uh, We've been long, long, long time friends Many, many years And this is a beautiful thing The only see.
1: woman I look at Like a real sister I'm like, oh my God <laughs> I want to try to Like get No, Kelly No <laughs>
0: I got a lot of comics that's like that that's like you like my real sister. I was like I no. hate it but that's cause I came in this I came in the game like nigga no
1: yeah you did <laughs>
0: I was like nigga no <laughs> yeah, all you bitches need to understand and I am not here
1: <laughs> for, for you movie.
0: motherfucking dicks okay <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm here for these fucking jokes
1: yeah it took um, a little while for you to accept another year and like, just Kelly
0: <laughs> yeah exactly
1: like, was that I'm like that's Kelly
0: Kelly she ain't giving you shit nigga <laughs> I'm it, telling let you let not it. let <laughs> it go
1: <laughs> she changed your life you will win
0: <laughs>
1: I'm telling you not
0: that's amazing you got any Anything that's coming up that you want to tell the people about. This episode will come out on twenty seventh.
1: Um, well, just log on to my website, Joe Hustler, J O K E H U S T L E R, and uh, book a comedian. It's a booking agency. Listen to my podcast. Check out my ideas, man. Uh, I'm really trying what to. What's the name forward. of your podcast? B Y O B Uncensored. Bring your own bottle, Uncensored, or business, or whatever thing you want to bring that begins with a B.
0: Awesome, and you do that live at the Laugh Factory, right? Live
1: at the Laugh Factory, yeah. Yeah, so we got about three episodes now. I want to do an episode once a month, and I plan on uh, shopping that at Netflix. So if y'all listen to Netflix, I got some heat for y'all. And
0: that if y'all cool. listening to Netflix, motherfucker. <laughs> if you listening to my podcast, yeah. Netflix, yeah. let me fucking know.
1: <laughs> Don't you pick nobody on my podcast. you going <laughs> to pick me, motherfucker.
0: You better put something in the comment section or something. <laughs> and like, hey, Kelly. This, uh, this Netflix and we listening. <laughs>
1: hey, Kelly, I like that guy you had. Uh, right.
0: Could you give me his number? Yeah, this is Netflix calling. Could you give me that guy's number? <laughs> it's so funny all right you guys know where to find me kellyhoward.com dot com. thank you so much my listeners and my followers and my sharers you know i appreciate you to the fullest you are loved See you guys later. Bye. I want to thank our sponsors, She Funny, a platform created to encourage funny women of color to be empowered in their funny by offering various resources and online visibility. And also our friends here at Cards Against Humanity for their hospitality and donated studio space. I appreciate you both.